That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hello, good morning. Hi, good morning. It's very late, not morning time, but I'm well, Brandon. That's what you told me. I know, but I forgot. <laughs> what... That's good evening. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm Brandon. I'm Donna. And this is the Bargain Den. It's not a Japanese podcast by any stretch of the imagination. Imagination. By any stretch of the imagination. Any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> it's not a Japanese podcast. Um, but Donna, you're taking Japanese this semester. Yep. Mm-hmm. How's that going? It's going great. It's a lot though. Will you say, um, your film is a very frugal film. Congratulations. You have been accepted into the bargain den and <laughs> you are now a winner. Don't look it on your phone. Yet. Okay. <laughs> You'll get there. Someday you'll be able to say that, I'm sure. That's a lot. How, how is it going? Are you liking learning Japanese? I am liking it a lot. Well, very cool. Is there anything you want to add to that story? Hey, guys. Welcome to the Bargain Den. <laughs> welcome to the Bargain Den. <laughs> this is your weekly source of financial advice where we watch a movie, decide whether or not it's a bargain movie. Does it embody what it means to be a frugal film? And we discuss it, talk over the plot, and then talk over the plot points, whether or not they're frugal. That's the bargain den. That's us. That's the ding-ding. what we do. It's the whole kit and caboodle. It's what we're here for. It's what we're here for. We're here for you. Filter through those frugal and not frugal movies and save you all some time, you know? Like, this is an investment. This is an investment in you as the listener. Um, Donna, what movie did we watch this week? This week, we watched Nurse Betty. Nurse Betty. Oh, Nurse Betty. Oh, Nurse Betty. Um, when did this movie come out? It's a great question. Well, I'm glad I asked it then. <laughs> I figured it would come out of a, as, as a question at some point. And so we would need to be asking it, so we'll we're both race on our different apparatuses to get there first. I'm not stalling, you're stalling. <laughs> I spelled it wrong. Not Betty White, but Nurse. I can't find 2000. This movie is almost 20 years old. Dang. So if you wanted to watch this movie starring Renee Zellweger, Morgan Freeman, and Chris Rock, and Greg Kinnear, Aaron Eckhart, then maybe don't listen to this episode until you watch it, because we're going to spoil it. Spoil it. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They are the truth. All right, well... That's the case for this movie. I had never heard of this movie before it came out or before. I had not either, but there's kind of some big names in it. And it was really good. I liked it a lot. I'm surprised I hadn't heard about it. It won a Golden Globe. Heck yeah. Renee Zellweger did. Well, apparently this was after Seven. So, I mean, that was big with Morgan Freeman and... Chris Rock is Chris Rock. And Chris Rock is Chris Rock. So Nurse Betty follows Betty, 
who is a waitress or a server, pardon me, at a diner. Mm-hmm. And she is in love with this soap opera. What is it? Love is all there is? Yeah. Well, that was a movie we watched. No. Recently. Love is I enough thought. is what we watched. Okay. Yeah, no, I think it was love. Oh, it's a reason to love. A reason to love. We got like a quadruple of love centered movies. Yeah. By the way. So that's what this that's what she loves watching and she's in love with the main doctor uh and who's played by Greg Kinnear. Dr. Ravel. Dr. Ravel. And she's in love with him. And but she'll she's also kind of trying to go to nursing school because of the thing. She's in love with a soap star. But uh she's married to a jerk who plays played by Two-Face Aaron Eckhart. Um Harvey Dent. Yeah, he was cheating on her and he's just a piece of garbage. He's a used car salesman. Yeah. But he also maybe dabbles in drugs. I don't know. He's a dick. Yeah, he's a jerk and he's got a lot of stuff going on. Well, eventually it catches up with him and two hitmen find him and they try to get the money back from him. Um, Chris Rock is a younger, newer hitman and Morgan Freeman's the older, about to retire hitman. Yeah, good dynamic right there already. Right? Some quirky stuff's going to happen. Speaking of quirky stuff, uh, it hits off with, you know, he's... He's at his house because he thinks he's about to do a business deal with these hitmen. They reveal that they're hitmen. All the while, Betty's in the other room watching her soap. Mm -hmm. She's not paying attention. Mm -hmm. And they scalp her husband. Yep. It was very violent. And kill him. Very quick, very violent, um, very surprising for this movie. And then, yeah, they shoot him. Basically, Chris Rock scalps him because Morgan Freeman was threatening to scalp him, but they were just threatening him to try to find out where the money is. Yeah, that whole about to retire versus new blood dynamic yeah. right there. So Betty witnesses the whole thing, but they don't see Betty because mm-hmm. she was in another room. So this pushes her into trauma where she blacks out the whole thing and feels as though she's somebody who is in love. She was, she is the ex-fiance of Dr. What was his name? Ravel. Ravel. She thinks she's the ex-fiance of the soap opera star. So she's going to leave... Uh, Kansas and go all the way to California to see him. Mm-hmm. She's never left Kansas before, mm-hmm. except in her imaginary world where she and Dr. Ravel went on a date to the Grand Canyon where he proposed to her right. way back when they were engaged. Right, which never happened. Never happened. But um, the whole... That's, I mean, that's the whole... The rest of the shtick, really, is it's her going to L.A. and a hitman trying to find her because uh, they realize, they figure out that she saw them murder, you know, so they have to kill her. All the while, her concerned neighbors and detective and, you know, the reporter from home, little small town Kansas, are also concerned and trying to find her, mm-hmm. just because everyone knows everyone and they love Betty. Right. Um, and so uh, she ends up making it to L.A., where she goes to a hospital trying to find Dr. Ravel. Well, she accidentally happens to be there at the time when there's like a big car wreck so she saves somebody's life giving them like a tracheotomy or something and uh so they hire on as a nurse she gets a job as a nurse even though she has no training and has never been a nurse before (laughs) and then she the the sister of the man that she saved agrees to let betty live with her and she's like, I'm trying to find my ex-fiance. And like, okay. she's like, okay, well, you help me, so I'll help you. Well, then she finds out that he's not a real person. He's a soap opera star. And she thinks that Betty's trying to mess with her. 
Yeah. We can call her roommate just to... Yeah. Yeah. So, once roommate finds out that, you know, Betty's kind of fucking with her is what she thinks, Mm -hmm. she confronts Betty, and after this confrontation, she kind of maybe thinks that, like, oh my god, maybe this lady's just crazy, because she seems to really believe it. No, she thinks she's messing with her the whole time. The roommate. Okay, yeah. No, she she doesn't think that there's anything wrong with Betty. She thinks that Betty's messing with her. So they fight for a few days where they're not talking. Mm-hmm. And then finally, roommate is like, okay, you know what? Let's put this to the test. Roommate's mom works for like a law agency and she got tickets to some big premiere. I don't think it was her. Well, that's fine. It was just, I think it was her Whoever. boss. Whoever. Her boss. Someone. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but she works for a law agency. Roommate got tickets to a premiere or red carpet something where Dr. Ravel Mm -hmm. is going to be. So she's like, hey, roommate, we're going to meet that guy that you claim you actually know and we're engaged to. Well, she just tells him, tells her like, hey, let's go to this event. And she knows Mm -hmm. he'll be there. Um, And so he's there. And then. So roommate thinks she's setting Betty up to be caught in the lie. Mm -hmm. Betty doesn't know any better because she's in like psychic trauma. Yeah. And when Betty sees Dr. Ravel, she just approaches him as if he's her ex-fiance and she's come to realize she wants him back. Yep. And Dr. Ravel thinks she's just a big fan of the show. Um, like and, super deep character acting. Right. And then like plays along with it for a while. Um, and then he gets like really engrossed with her and ends up spending the evening with her and taking her back to her house the whole time being like, I, okay, I get it. You're in deep in character and stuff, but just be real with me. And the whole time she's just staying in character. So he eventually agrees to give her a role on the show, thinking that's what she really wants because he gets a good energy from her because she's not acting. She's being sincere. Mm. Um, and they, um, he puts his neck out to get her on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she gets on the show, she's, not expecting that and that's not what she wanted and of course in her head it was never a show it was reality so she's completely confused drops the ball it doesn't go well and the guy that plays dr ravel flips his shit because she made him look bad after he stuck his neck out and was directing for once rather than acting in it and like it just kind of lost his shit on her on betty yeah which this causes betty to Lose her trauma, I guess. She, like, snaps back into reality and is like, well, you're not Dr. Ravel, you're Greg whatever who plays him. Yeah. And she's, he's like, no, you've been calling me Dr. Ravel this whole time. She leaves and the actor looks really terrible um, and goes back to her roommate and is going to move back to Kansas. And then the two hitmen show up. They finally caught up with her. Mm-hmm. So they come in and, you know, tie up Betty and her roommate. Mm-hmm. And Betty's going to be Morgan Freeman, the hitman's last kill. Yeah, so he becomes, like, fixated with her. Like, basically, like, in love with Betty. And she, it's really funny to watch Morgan Freeman play this character who's kind of a dunce because he's just, like... No, Blinded by love. Yeah, he's like, I Betty wouldn't have moved out here for an actor. She must be doing something. Um, but she did. Then, right before they kill Betty and the roommate, there's a knock at the door, and it's the three people from the home, or the two people from the hometown, the sheriff and the reporter. 
they had just so happened to show up right on time. Um, there's kind of a shootout. Everything kind of collapses. Um, Chris Rock is killed. And um, that's when we find out that Chris Rock is actually Morgan Freeman's son. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And then Morgan Freeman leaves and uh, gets shot by the police. Like, Yeah, there's something like... Morgan Freeman ends up deciding Betty's too good of a person to kill. He knows when he's lost, but he's going to go out on his own terms. So he goes, goes to the police. Yeah. yeah. In a shootout. But they don't show that. Yeah. Um, Betty moves back to Kansas, and uh, the producer of the soap opera, the whole story is leaked. You know, everything happens. Like, it's find out what the whole thing was to the news. And so the producer now wants Betty to be on the soap opera because it's perfect and great big publicity. And the actor's like, no, she's an idiot. And then they're like, well, too bad. So she gets to be on the soap opera. Yeah. And now all of her friends and coworkers at the diner in little old little town Kansas get to watch her play in her favorite soap. Yep. And that was Nurse Betty. That was Nurse Batty. And so now um, it's time for the clearance aisle. And I hope that there's a bathroom in the clearance aisle because I need to leave right now. And we're back. Hello. Hi. They didn't have bathrooms in the clearance aisle, but they were at the back of the store. What? Bathrooms. They were at the back of the store. I thought you said they didn't have them. In the clearance aisle. in the clearance aisle. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. I usually don't see a bathroom inside the clearance aisle. Most of the bathrooms in the aisles are actually... They don't want you to use those because they're not installed. Although, at our local Ross, you do have to go through the clearance aisle to get to the bathroom. That's, that's I think, the case for most Rosses. <laughs> but is it the case for Nurse Betty? Is Nurse Betty a frugal movie? Well, um, to start out with... Oh, sorry. I thought I had something real quick to start with. <laughs> I don't. Did you do the Brandon thing where you start talking and assume that the words will find you? Yes. I did do exactly that. The words did not find me this time. Mm. What a shame. Okay, well, Frugal, (laughs) Nurse Betty, became a nurse simply by her will Mm -hmm. to do it. And sheer dumb luck. And sheer dumb luck. Yep, didn't waste all that money on nursing school. Uh Uh-huh. Frugal. Not Frugal. Had to travel halfway across the country. To do that. Okay. Frugal, she traveled in a car, and not just a car, but one that came from her husband's dealership, so she's not paying for it. Basically free. Yeah. Not frugal. Uh, They busted open that fish tank in the big fight at the end. Ooh, yeah. You're not getting your deposit back on that apartment. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's, yeah, water damage, the fish tank itself, Mm -hmm. the fish. Right. Right. It's a lot of destruction. Uh, Sabina. <laughs> Not frugal. Poor Morgan Freeman never got to retire. Yeah. Rough. You work all that time, you save all that money, then you get caught by the cops. Bummer. Mm-hmm. And you lose or your son. Shot. And yeah, no. Not frugal. Frugal, she did get another job as an actress on a very popular daytime soap opera. Mm hmm. It's true. By just existing and being Renee. You know, apparently there's a lot that a good attitude and enough belief will get you. (laughs) It's very true. It's very true. That's what this movie shows. Well, 
I think that's a great place to transition into our segment, our next segment. And you know what that segment is, Donna? Thrifty Trivia. No. No? No. What's our next segment? What? It is Thrifty Trivia. Oh. I thought you'd sing the second part of it. So. Oh. So you want to try that whole bit again? Yep. Hey, it's our next segment. Thrifty Trivia. No, it's not Thrifty Trivia. Thrifty Trivia, no. <laughs> Just kidding, it is. Thrifty Trivia. There we go. This movie won a Golden Globe. I said that already for Renee Zellweger's acting. Hooray, Renee! Yes! That's frugal. That's... is it? I don't know. They won a Golden Globe. That's a lot of, for like, I don't want to say free publicity, because... But, you know, a lot of publicity. It's true. Production designer Charles William Breen used The Wizard of Oz as inspiration for the look of the film. If you look closer, you'll find hidden references that pay homage to the 1939 film. Well, yeah, she's not in Kansas anymore. So Yeah, there's a few things, I guess. It's pretty cute. Uh, scenes involving Christopher McDonald as a racist truck driver who sells porno to Chris Rock and Morgan Freeman were cut from the final film. <laughs> okay. okay. I was about to say, as you read that, I was like, I don't remember that at all. I guess because they cut it. That was probably a frugal choice as well, except not frugal that they filmed it in the first place. The scalping scene had to be trimmed in order to get an R rating, so it must have been worse. That's pretty crazy. That was pretty, it was a very Dang. violent, yeah. Yeah. A 30-second television spot for this film the, in that the blood on Nurse Betty's dress from helping the young man in the ambulance was dyed blue per MPAA guidelines. We saw that. Oh, yeah. Just because they can't show blood on TV, it feels like they could have done better than having to edit the footage to be blue. Yeah. Paul Thrickled. The grip on the soap opera set of the show within a show was the dolly grip for the movie. He had a line. He did. Frugal. Good for him. Yeah. Kathleen, Kathleen Wilhoit and Pritt Taylor Vince guest appeared together in the Quantum Leap 1989 episode Moments to Live, where Sam is kidnapped by an obsessed and mentally unstable soap opera fan. Hey. Full circle. But I don't know who Kathleen or Paul... I don't know if they were in this movie. I guess they had to have been. I hope they were. Uh, otherwise, that's a pretty useless fact. Yeah. At least three of the actors and actresses on the f- this film appeared on Desperate Housewives. They are Harriet Sampson Harris, Kevin Ram, and Stephen Culp. That one's also pretty useless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's some goofs. <laughs> None of the computer monitors plugged in had power cords attached to them. Uh... Oopsie-daisy. Well. I didn't notice that, to be fair, though. Yeah, that's fine. Some geographic errors revealing, yeah. Now you know about <laughs> Nurse Betty. I'm closing this <laughs> app now. Didn't realize that I had gotten kind of bored. Okay, so that was Thrifty Trivia. Thrifty Trivia! Yeah. That was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> uh... If anything, I guess that shed a little bit of light as far as a couple maybe frugal points. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, what else do we got? Um, I don't know. I feel like it's uh, it was a good little movie, and I don't know. I guess it wasn't, probably wasn't frugal overall, huh? Yeah, overall, the premise was a lot of death and destruction and dumb luck and... Not a lot of consciously frugal decisions. 
Yeah, I'm going to say not frugal. And the lesson is what you said earlier. It's like perseverance and dumb luck can get you pretty far, but don't count on it. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't count on the, the dumb good luck. personality and dumb luck for a rainy day. Ten points to Gryffindor. Shit, <laughs> dumb luck. That was good. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I got it. Um, Harry Potter. That's what it's from. Yeah, thank you. Uh, the first one. Professor McGonagall. Good perseverance and sheer dumb luck don't replace a rainy day fund. Okay. I will never remember that. I don't remember them anyway, though. So mm-hmm. do you want to thank some people for the I podcast? I love to thank people for the podcast. I want to thank you, Brandon. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to thank Milkshakes for being involved. She's sitting on the couch right now, wheezing through her nose like like cats do. And I also want to thank... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just... Just listening for it. I also want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in and uh, learning a little bit about Nurse Betty and frugality and soap operas and all that fun stuff. Oh, you know what? We're past this section, but I do want to point out it was frugal of her to stay with somebody. You know, she got a roommate real fast instead of staying in a hotel, so. It's true. Still not enough. That was also sheer dumb luck. Sheer dumb luck. It's a very bad Professor McGonagall. Yeah. It's not terrible, but it's not great. I I told you I'd be honest with you. I can't believe you. So, I also want to thank the Lounge Kittens for the use of their cover, Dirty Deeds, in our podcast. And I want to thank Sarah Anastasia for the use of... The use of... I want to thank Sarah Anastasia for our super cute cover art. And there's links to Sarah's and the Lounge Kitten's work in the descriptions of each podcast. And I also want to thank the Bargainer. Who's the Bargainer this week? It's the one-tenth of one percent. Same person. Dang, I was hanging on the edge of my seat. It was like the one-tenth of one-tenth percent. Right, what if? Well, Well... Congratulations on your even longer reign than last week. Yeah. One tenth of one percent. Uh, if you want to dethrone them, killing it. Please do. Uh, it's easy. You just go to iTunes and search our podcast. Scroll down to the five stars and give us five stars and write a review and we'll read it on the podcast. And you'll be the new bargainer. We'll say your name, we'll say what you say, and we'll say your name every week after that. Till someone else dethrones you. Man, it'd just be such, such a wonderful feeling. All right. Also, if you want to follow us on Instagram or Twitter, uh-huh. it's at the Bargain Din. Yes. You can email us, thebargaindincast at gmail.com. And you can also support the show on Anchor um, with a monthly contribution. Or you can tell your friends about us. Spread the love. Um, I think Brandon's just about done writing on the post-it note. So it's... Hold on. You got... Yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Jeez. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate you being here every week. <laughs> I'm just and... so curious what you're writing. Well, we'll get there. 
Thank you for listening, everybody. My name is Brandon. And I'm Donna. Pinch those pennies. And stay frugal. It says there's a real ghost behind you. I didn't see a ghost, but I guess you don't see ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. How did you know there's a ghost behind me? I don't know. I kept hearing the guitar make noises. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) Ah!